This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. I think I'm dying here, man. Welcome to the 3B Video Deep Cut Podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Welcome back to Deep Cuts with the 3B Video crew. Today we're going to talk gremlins. Oh yeah. We got a special guest in the house today too. We got our good buddy, uh, subscriber, muscle man extraordinaire, Snarls Barkley in the house. What's up everybody? Oh yeah. And Mr. Remix on the ones and twos, uh, who oddly enough... Has not had a refresher course with this film. It's literally been like 20 years since I've seen this fucking movie. <laughs> uh, but, 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 I do have my prop game item, so get Oh, you're, you're ready to go with oh, your yeah. prop game. You should have, that was a sight gag. I saw Evil's face when you said you had not seen this movie in like 20 years. His jaw hit the floor and bounced back up. Yeah, have, have you hung out with us for as long as you have and not been subjected to the gremlins? Which even begs a further question. How do you have a prop game item when, of a movie you haven't seen in two decades? <laughs> well, I, we'll get into some that. trickery there's, afoot. There's something pretty, pretty cool in the background that's pretty hard to miss. All right. Um, so for the people who are listening, uh, the way we do this is we're going to give a brief plot synopsis. I'm going to let Evil run wild with that plot synopsis. And then we're going to get into our discussion, a uh, very loose discussion about this movie. I still, one of these days, I'm going to remember to think of something to say that's good. I think I concentrated so much uh, on doing the Shining one super quick that I completely spaced on uh, today's agenda of talking gremlins. But uh, this is a uh, 80s Christmas classic, classic uh, Christmas horror flick that uh, involves little green men that are from outer space. They come from a uh, little... uh, Asian market. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's, that's odd, but that's true. You know, back when you would buy Christmas presents for your kids about fucking anywhere. And uh, regardless of what, you know, the results may end up being like, yeah, I think my kid might like something like this. There is no popular, like traditional item that you might want to find your kid. Definitely a teenager into electronics. No, we're going to get him this uh, pet something or other that has super bizarre rules that I'm sure we'll dive way into. Like, how are these a thing that are like solid rules of can't feed this thing after midnight where uh, can't get it wet. How bad does it stink? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, is, is a uh, sunlight and uh, bright light is a, uh, is a killer to it. Like how much light is too much light to kill it? Well, a little bit of light just, uh, Feel like it's burning alive? Will it survive that? Is a nightlight too much? Where, where's the Where's the lines? There's no lines. Yeah, we need to know all the caveats. We need to know, Joe Dante. You You've left many a many a question. What will a UV light do to a gremlin? I'm gonna say that's like a nuclear warhead. Right, that's gonna fuck it up for sure. Yeah, it's real bad. They're gonna explode. <laughs> like um, on contact, do you think it'll it'll just just take them out? You know, on site. Yeah, it's like vampires, dude. I I would assume that it's a similar, uh, a similar rule set, but um, you did kind of hit the nail on the head with this. Is this is definitely a traditional uh, Christmas film, Christmas horror film, especially in like your house and my house and Snarl's house. Like you're gonna watch this every holiday season. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be Christmas season. This is just a this is a fun movie. And it, and it walks that line very well of being too scary, but, you know, uh, it's it's whimsical. It's kind of got that, that uh, Steven Spielberg charm, so. Yeah, stuff like an old lady flying out of a third floor of her house out a window at at least 45 miles an hour <laughs> and shooting a good 120 feet across the lawn. That's when you're like, okay, this 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 is, can be a scary film, but it can't be taken that seriously. Mm-hmm. We were just talking off air. Snarls was saying that, uh, is it your youngest? The, my two daughters, um, eight and six, they love horror. They love Leprechaun, Scream, um, Friday the 13th movies. All that stuff is in their wheelhouse. 
They are terrified of gremlins. Won't watch it. <laughs> I can get that. I used to be the same way super young. I was, uh, for some reason, I was really off-put and, uh, and creeped out by the... Uh, the uh, cocooning transformation sequence that takes place in like the uh, science uh, classroom, which love that. Love that is that Billy's first impulses to, well, I need to figure out what is going on with this. Let me take this to a high school science teacher. He'll well, know what's up. You know, well, when you're in high school, like you don't really have a lot of like adult mentors, I suppose. So that's he's out you of know. high school. Isn't he? Isn't he like 20 something? What, how old would you say he is? Because he does have a job. Yeah, Billy's got to be early 20s. I think, you know, he didn't take the college route. Um, you know, I think he's he's out of high school, early early 20s maybe. Sidebar. That's what I thought too. Well, they uh, can drink. They right. Drink it. Yeah, they go to Dory's. So yeah. Sidebar. 21. Uh, Judge Reinhold sucks in this movie. Just wanted to. <laughs> I love Judge. Judge Reinhold rules no. everything. <laughs> he's I would have loved to have seen. I would have loved to have seen his deleted uh, sequence where he, his demise came, where he just goes fucking bug nuts crazy and just locks himself in the bank vault. <laughs> Dude, he's such a piece of shit in this movie. Like, he's very rapey. Like, when you're a kid, you don't you don't pick up on a lot of those vibes. And obviously, like, uh, some of that stuff couldn't be done today. But, like... You know, he's he's kind of a piece of shit. And I'm just like, whoa, dude, you need to dial it back a little bit. Like, Phoebe Cates doesn't want any part of you. In any movie. Uh, I mean, a lot of these people have, have like, whoa, that's kind of, like, I feel like uh, Dick Miller's character would totally be, like, a, like, push-your-buttons, like, uh, Trump guy in this yeah. day and age. Oh, yeah. The, oh yeah, you, the, the, the damn Ken, Kentucky Harvester is a Trump wagon. <laughs> them, <laughs> them damn foreign parts. Oh, yep. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, which makes me sad because I love Dick Miller and I yeah. don't want to think of him in that light. <laughs> <laughs> or the uh, how much of a wet blanket Phoebe Cates has to be as a person. Like, oh, it's Christmas season, and all she can talk about is her a dead father in a chimney and suicide. It's like, well, you're a barrel of fun, aren't you? <laughs> That's true. Um, and, you know. She's, she has to be probably the, like, standard uh, go-to for that, what was that, Mad TV character, that Debbie Downer or SNL, whatever one it was. Like, SNL, she, yeah. She's got to be the blueprint right there. It's like, you, get, you guarantee she's going to have some super, like, sad, like, uncomfortable story to tell in any situation she's ever in. <laughs> Also, sidebar to a sidebar of a sidebar, Corey Feldman, you know, not not a not a very big part, but um, barely said, a cameo. Right. Um, but I was when I was watching this the other day, I was like talking to my wife and I said, does it kind of break your heart to know that like when Corey was doing this movie? I mean, even as young as he is in this movie, which how old would you say he is in this movie? Is this his first movie? He's, he's wicked he's younger, younger than um, Goonies or Stand By Me. <laughs> Like, that he was already having substance abuse problems, right? Yeah, what, he, 10 to 12, probably? Yeah. yeah. He was already having substance abuse problems at this age. And so when you look at him on film and you're like, God, he's such a cute, like, he's a great kid. He's this awesome actor. But then when you find out all that stuff behind the scenes, it's like, man, it's heavy. It sucks. <laughs> Only if you have children yourself. If, if you don't have any, you look at it and you're like, that's fucked up. You look at it. If you have any, you put your own children in those spots. You're like, gosh, I, I know you want to protect them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to protect Corey Feldman now, <laughs> but um, I'll fight him right now. Yeah. I need to be protected from Corey Feldman. Right. <laughs> He's going to make me ascend. Yeah. I'll open my own drinks, Corey. <laughs> be careful, man. You, you fuck with Corey. You're going to fuck with all his angels. Mm. <laughs> no, they hate him. He's all touchy. <laughs> yeah. He's. He's a he's a skeevy creep dude. Yeah, they don't have his back anymore. You mean, you mean to tell me he doesn't have something in his like contract when they perform? Like, if somebody jumps me, it is legally uh, obligated for you guys to try to help me on hoverboards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like grab something and start swinging it at rando person that is attacking me. You can't just let me get mauled on stage by some guy. You have to try to defend me. If you you will not be an angel if you do not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do not sign this letter of intent that you will protect me in, in the event of a catastrophic situation. All my backup dancers are Muay Thai kickboxers. 
Oh, that's fucking excellent. Um, so Snarls was telling me off air that um, he got to go to a screening of this, and Joe Dante wasn't in attendance, but Joe Dante had like recorded like a pre pre show thing talking about some behind the scenes stuff. So I was gonna I was gonna let him run the gambit and talk a little bit about that stuff. So one of the coolest things he kind of unveiled, and it's out there, you can find it, you know, if you can look up movie trivia for Gremlins, but um, the original idea for the movie had a completely different tone. Um, it would have been a game changer where um, Gizmo would have transitioned into Stripe, so the hero would have became the villain, and then Billy would have either had to have killed him or reverted him back to being a Mogwai somehow. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So if you look at the second half of Gremlins, he pointed out there's not a lot of gizmo action. He's mm. either carried, he's in a backpack, he's in a car. They didn't design the puppet for anything beyond the first half of the movie. So that was pretty crazy. Dude, that's pretty wild. I, I knew that um, like the original intent was this was supposed to be like a hard R. Right. And I, and I remember like... As a kid, even like I had cousins that were older and they were like, you know, that in the original, that mom's supposed to get killed in the kitchen with a knife or whatever. Yeah. Like beheaded, and, I think. Right. Yeah. And yep. and uh, that always stuck with me. And I didn't know if there was ever like any like truth to that. You know, this is pre-internet era and all that stuff. But once you start, you know, looking things up on YouTube or reading things or listening to commentaries, you kind of pick up on some of this stuff. And uh, man, what a different movie. It would have been, I mean, we already said it, it walks that line with being scary and some kids just can't hang with it. And, uh, I couldn't imagine, like if it was a hard R, do you think it would be as revered as it is today? No, you know, and looking at when it came out that year, it was like top three for gross, uh, Ghostbusters came out, um, one of the Indiana Jones movies. So it was kind of that fit right in with that PG 13. It was kind of a new rating at the time. I don't think it would have had the audience or the staying power probably if it was R. Uh, I I don't know. I can see it going going either way, being either as popular or more of a like a Halloween three kind of thing. Like it may have done a, underperformed at the time, but I think it would have picked up steam later on. But I also uh, going back to yeah how they didn't have a lot of uh, use for the. Uh, Mogwai outside of a backpack uh, apparently like the effects team super hated trying to work with that damn thing too like that close-up of the face of gizmo is like super giant big with a whole lot of mechanical bits and everything and uh i'd heard a story where one of the most fun days for the crew was when they have the end sequence where he pulls the curtain shade and he flies up and smacks into the ceiling they finally had a ball just uh, getting their revenge on that damn puppet by just throwing it up into that fucking ceiling. <laughs> so that, and uh, Dante mentioned the, the dartboard scene. That mm. was, the the crew picked that. They had a list of things they wanted to do to the puppet, and that was <laughs> that made the cut. So that was their idea. They hated it. Uh, yeah, another sidebar about that whole bar sequence. Um because I was talking off air about how my son had kind of walked in periodically throughout the movie. And, you know, <clears throat> obviously he doesn't like when uh, people die that are good people. So he really hated the science teacher scene. Um, he didn't like the mom getting into the battle with the gremlin. But he he kind of sauntered in during the bar sequence. And he was so puzzled. It was amazing to look at my son, try to figure out... <laughs> You know, because they do the flash dance reference and all of these things. And my son is standing there going, this is weird, you know, and he's like, I don't know what's happening. I said, they're just the gremlins are just running amok. They're <laughs> they're partying. And he's like, you I don't know what I don't know. This is not how parties are like, you know, he's, that's he's how you a, look at him. You look at him and go, yeah, I don't know either. It's it is really mind boggling. Why is Phoebe Kate still serving them drinks? Why is she still standing there? And why? And it's and it's even crazier to, to today to think there's a line of NECA toy lines where they have three gremlins that are officially out to buy. The last one they put out is the Flasher Gremlin. <laughs> wow, I didn't I didn't uh, know that. I knew they had. Uh, I can buy you the Flasher Gremlin today from uh, from my local Target. It comes with the trench coat, sunglasses, the whole nine yards. Does it have? It doesn't have. It's not anatomically correct. That's that's what I'm getting at. I was gonna say something filthy, but <laughs> what? What do you think a gremlin 
penis would look like. <laughs> dog. Like a dog's penis? Sharp. Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Cat. Like a tuba. Squirrel. Like a tuba, tuba lipstick. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, was I would say love it if it looked like, like a duck dick. Spirally <laughs> explodey duck dick. I just figured it would look like a like a petrified dog turd or something. Like a, I don't know, lumpy and weird and... Like a pickle. Yeah, there you go. Hey, Ari Lehman <laughs> oh, as no, the Gremlin. No, no, no. <laughs> we already know someone that has that. I'll go with the uh, I'll go with the sticky lipstick and maybe like the pubic hair has like stripes of white hair all around it. Uh, I, that's a visual I didn't think I was going to get at ten thirty in the morning. I'm going to nope. tell you that right now. Too that's soon. a strong cup of coffee right there. <laughs> um, where do you go from talking about gremlins' <laughs> pubic hair? What's, what's I'll go on? back to something you mentioned earlier that I it, uh, wasn't a scene I thought too much of in the past, but uh, the, probably within the last ten years. It's become maybe my favorite scene is watching that mom just annihilate and straight up murder three gremlins <laughs> within like a four minute window. Yeah, she's a badass. Yeah, dude. she's tough. I can't. Especially imagine. when she wields that fucking butcher knife while she's holding a lunch tray as a shield. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine them killing her off. Like, um, you know, she doesn't do much in the film. Neither of the parents really do like. Obviously, the the father is kind of the comedic relief, and um, he brings the Mogwai into the home. But, um, like, th- there's just such a, like, the way that they're put on screen together. Like, it's little things, too. Like, every time someone comes in the front door, how that sword falls. Like, yep. that's just a, it's something so small. But the way that the world feels, it feels very lived in, feels very real. And, uh, like they feel like, like you can smell it. Yeah. And they feel like real parents. They feel like a real family unit. So I don't know. That might've stung a little bit, like seeing the mom, you know, get her head chopped off, I guess. <laughs> well, the dog was I, supposed to die too. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The mom and the dog were supposed to get killed. Uh, we can't kill the dog. That's, that's no, against yeah. the rules. No, it's not Halloween watch... too. I wouldn't watch this movie at all then. <laughs> Does the dog die.com. That's a real fucking website. <laughs> uh, there's the answer yes. is no. Every time is no. Right. He is yeah. Fine. He's doing fine today. He's on a on a farm living living the shit out of life. <laughs> he would he would a couple more minutes he would have been a, a whatever popsicle. I forget the yeah. line. But yeah, um, those gremlins, man. Uh, I was trying to explain to my son. Because he was like, well, when they're Mogwai, aren't they nice? And I was like, no, you got to look. Like, look at them. They're, they're assholes. They're they're shysty. Right off the bat, they're shysty. And he's like, well, why is Gizmo good? I was like, I, I don't know. Gizmo's just not a bad Mogwai. Like, just like there are bad people and there are, you know, good people. Like, but uh, right right off the bat with them, you know, they, they do the, the alarm clock old switcheroo. Yep. So, like, so that they can... So what, whatever, whatever you call it's it. It's weird that they want to be gremlins. Like they're aware of what happens. So that's kind of a strange like plot line. They're aware that if they eat after midnight, then they become monsters essentially. So that awareness was kind of, if you look back on it, that's like, kind of odd. That is odd. I, I guess I never really thought of that, that they, they're plotting and scheming to, you know, I, I guess they're stronger when they're gremlins. Yeah. It's a metaphor for anti-religious acts. <laughs> is this a real thing or are you fucking with me? I'm What's totally happening? fucking with you. Oh. Okay. I was like, I was like, what well, remix is over here doing research papers. I'm, a, I'm like, Grimm. I didn't see that in the trivia section. <laughs> I like it's more strange. Even more strange than that is the, is the thought that there's a whole like box of chicken that just is in the refrigerator <laughs> too. <laughs> that the dad didn't get to before midnight yeah, yeah. is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. The, nobody got to that. Billy, nobody got to this giant box of chicken that just gets annihilated in the middle of the night well maybe they ordered two maybe they ordered too many it's the holiday season i don't know i definitely think that dad's like well, i'm gonna order an extra box so i have another one in the morning when i get up i can have something then i'm gonna eat this one box tonight and i'm gonna have this spare box of cold shit in the morning you know when i'm hung over and i need something to munch oh, on whole box of chicken in the morning which also tell me the- you can't see him like tinkering with shit at the kitchen counter eating a box of fried chicken that's like cold. super cold yes uh sidebar sidebar about the dad um 
he creates the smokeless smokeless ashtray, right? And that's like a real thing now. Yeah, they still exist. Yeah, that's like a thing. So it's so funny when you go back and look at some of the stuff in this movie, then you're like, well, that totally is is real. Like the bathroom buddy type of thing. Like, I'm sure that that's some sort of a thing. That's yeah, a traveler's thing for sure. Yeah. He's the Not- Ron Popeil of his day. <laughs> <laughs> Not as big as it ended up being in the movie, but... I also heard it that that uh, actor, which I believe is a uh, he's a singer or was a singer. Yeah, Hoyt Axton, he's a singer. Yeah, that like all the, like straight up maybe either did this movie or were the result of this movie. All this was just uh, nose candy money. All the money from Gremlins just went up his nose. <laughs> wow, was he like a lounge singer, like a doo 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 kind of guy? No, um, I, I don't know. That's when I need what's up, Pam. Uh, death metal. She, my, she knows my money's exactly on death metal. Like genre wise, like a Roy Orbison type. Oh, like okay. kind of. I don't know what yeah. you call that. Not really country, but yeah, I, I think Folk? that's his arena. Like some kind of bluesy, a... bluesy kind of rock. All right. Well, that that is a <laughs> fucking piece of trivia that I never thought I needed in Oop. my life, but now, now I'm never going to get the uh, visual out of my head of that dad just fucking doing coke like, I'm going to make a fucking bathroom buddy. Like, Go ahead. Tell me that's not where some of those ideas definitely came from, was was a cocaine-infused thing of like, I'm going to make something crazy like that makes orange juice out of just a bag of oranges. Okay, Remix, please do some research for me and tell me when the first fruit juicer was invented, because this movie was 84, right? And he's yeah. making he's making a juicer. Like, what's so special about making a juicer in '84? Was that like a was well, that new technology? Because he's not do- peeling the oranges; he's putting those whole fucking things in there. <laughs> All the nutrients is in the peel, Gordy. But uh, <laughs> going back though, like when I was a kid, so about that time frame, um, my grandparents all had it was a solid little pointy thing that you would like crush and, and twist the oranges on, like a pyramid. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it was yeah. manual. There, I don't recall an electric juicer at that time. You fucking, that's some, like, old school, like, yeah, yeah, manual, just mush this orange on a fucking pyramid and let the juice roll down it into your cup. Yeah, if you have a <laughs> bag full of oranges, you get two ounces of orange juice. Wow, yeah. Pulpy as shit, too. Yeah, it's all solid. <laughs> that's what the ridges on the pyramid are for, to catch the pulp on the way down. So, yeah. Uh, see, only here, when we talk about gremlins, <laughs> will we get on the tangent about... <laughs> manually creating orange juice another sidebar on that dad did you catch a little like mini easter egg that when he's uh at that convention that he's at he's making the phone call back home in one scene right behind him you can see that old the old school time machine from the movie the time machine yep and they cut back and cut back to him and that time machine is gone nice i i uh did not notice that so i'm i'm the only one in the room who didn't notice that <laughs> now i Somebody feel bad went back in time Roger dropped the ball. That's all right. You were busy scoping out those uh, chopper shots in The Shining that I never have actually paid attention to and seen. Dude, it's so blatantly obvious at the beginning of The Shining <laughs> that 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 the shadow of the hel- the helicopter is there. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it looks like the Norwalk electric juicer was invented in the 1930s, ah. but was not widely available until much much later. When Rand Pelzer perfected it. <laughs> Precisely. Yep. That's wild. He Actual... was fired from that experiment for excessive <laughs> cocaine use. Like, I'll make this shit on my own. I don't need you guys. Yeah. Actual <laughs> in-home grinding and purification of foods didn't come around until the 50s. Mm. Well, I, I would want to say... hire... I'd want to hire Polly Shore to do all my infomercials for that product. <laughs> Grindage. Uh, sidebar to a sidebar to a sidebar that's getting us way off of Gremlins track. On the on the on the note of juicing, um, <laughs> Bruce Lee was like the the I suppose the grandfather of protein shakes. Oh yeah. So that's that's like a crazy thing. There's a documentary about him called uh, How Bruce Lee Changed the World, and he would just take like a full steak, like four eggs, some milk and like powdered protein, put it in a fucking blender, grind it up. And he never, he never ate solid food. He drank protein shakes and that, and uh, you know, what, like 2%, 2% body fat or something. So uncle he Rogers on the Bruce Lee diet. Yeah. For sure. How do we get back to gremlins from here? Evil. Take us there. <laughs> 
I'm just picturing Bruce Lee as a heavy endorser of the Peltzer products. <laughs> I'm not going to do a Bruce Lee impression. You cause... think Bruce Lee would eat that gremlin that got juiced? Oh, that's a good question. There we go. He didn't yep. get juiced. He got kind of got just ground up. What What do you think a ground up gremlin tastes like? Exactly. You beat me to it because I was gonna. We We already went here with Predator, where we talked about what do you think Predator meat tastes like. Well, what Snarls, say... What do you think gremlin meat okay. tastes like? So wheatgrass and Vegeta One protein. <laughs> <laughs> so nasty. Yeah. I was thinking they're a little bit reptilian almost with their slimy weird skin. It probably tastes <laughs> like crocodile, like black pepper chicken. So we're back to this. That's what predators taste like too. Predators and and uh... I, I would say I would say that slimy kind of texture I could go with, but I'll kind of go with a mixture between grass clippings and a hint of mintiness. Mint? I don't see no mint. Uh, I do. I think I'm, it's the green coloration. I think from getting ground up that makes me think minty. I'm with like you on a the York peppermint patty. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like you're shushing down the Alps, uh, <laughs> fucking the Blue Ridge Mountains. <laughs> I um, I'm I'm with you on the on the grass clippings. It's got to be like grass clippings and like sour milk, pickled frog legs. Uh, what the fuck are you on? That's disgusting. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> you haven't eaten real food until you've eaten gremlin, right? <laughs> <laughs> I could probably go with the frog legs thing. I can, I could definitely think like it's. I could already see if gremlins were a real thing, outdoorsmen would totally be like murdering gremlins, cutting their legs off and frying them in skillets, and like you gotta watch them jump in the skillet. <laughs> <laughs> just out there with fucking UV lights, just blasting UV lights, cooking fucking gremlins. If you put a gremlin into boiling water, does it reproduce? Ooh, man, that's a deep cut right there. That's an interesting <laughs> question. So speaking of the rules. We got we to gotta spend some time on the rules because we're already almost a half hour in and we haven't even really um, touched on that. Uh, how do you guys feel about the fact that – I think Joe Dante addressed this or maybe brushed over it. But, like, this is a Christmas movie, so they're in a bunch of fucking snow. And they're, and they're running hither and thither. Why are they not immediately um, spitting out more gremlins? It's got to be a temperature thing. I don't know. Yeah, that came up in a couple different things that he brought up, and it was didn't really have an answer for. You know, I don't know if it's because those have to be they don't have to be submerged. You I know, was cause... high when I wrote it. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, I can see Joe Dante sitting up there going like, "Dude, I don't fucking know. We just made these rules up, and I shot a movie. I didn't go into the goddamn science of this shit. What's wrong with you people?" <laughs> no, they were like, you know, isn't isn't it always after midnight somewhere? Like, well, yeah, that too. <laughs> and when does it stop being after midnight? Is right. my real question. Like, does that mean what five a.m., seven a.m.? Like. It's like no parking rules, twelve to six. Yeah, is that there's got to be a set thing, and then so okay. I would think sunrise. I think midnight is officially like it's dark. We're win, loser, draw. It's one hundred percent dark at midnight, and I think it extends until the sun starts coming up. All right, let's bring some science into this. Gremlins on an airplane eating a bucket of chicken goes through a time zone. You know, it's eleven o'clock. He's eating chicken. Two minutes later, it's twelve o two. And so now does he, does he transform because he's in a different time zone? I think it's relative to celestial bodies. Well, but see there by nature, it's, it's Asian, right? It comes from Asia. The old man brings it over. Mm -hmm. So does it adapt to our culture and time zones? Like how does that man, you're fucking with my brain right now. (laughs) Cause if we're going to go deep, let's go all in. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's true. Cause what's the time zone difference between like, Asia and us, it's it's well, like ridiculous. 14, Fourteen hours or something, yes. I think. It's it's crazy. I it's got to be relative to like the moon and the sun and stuff. Okay, there's got to be some like underlying weirdness. So like, not time is like a man-made construct, but as you know, precisely lunar cycles and all that jazz. <laughs> I mean, isn't mysticism always about celestial bodies? <laughs> well, these clearly aren't normal creatures the old man with this Marilyn manson eye he's mystic as fuck too <laughs> i want to spend my entire life in that fucking shop it's you know it's a hot topic 1984 and you know that little kid got his ass whooped oh straight up yeah but you know but you know that he got uh, caned <laughs> after after uh low pan pocketed the fucking hundred or whatever his fucking name is oh what is his name i can't remember evil what's wing. the mr wing mr wing yeah, yeah. okay I feel bad for saying low pan. I didn't. I didn't mean it. <laughs> it's 
com- common uh, problem, common mistake there. Uh, hard names to pick up. And yeah, it's it's so on the edge of we want to uh, impersonate that character, but that is the finest of fine lines of either you're doing that impression and it's either spot on and it's like, that's impressive or it's immediately offensive. Indeed. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was going to do, I was going to bust out the hatchet reference and say, ah, fuck it, I might as well hatch- just do it. We all look alike. It's hilarious. Speaking of hatchet, <laughs> the main character from this movie was the sheriff in hatchet three. That's true. Zach Galligan. It's a fantastic actor. And I like, there's something about him, especially in this movie. Like he's so like sweet and like you just root for him the whole time, even though, uh, you know, he's, he doesn't make a lot of the best decisions in the movie and I'm going to take my dog to work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, he's still very much like a kid. He's collecting comic books. He's out of high school. That's what, you know, we've determined he's of age to drink, but he's hanging out with like a a tops 12 year old Corey Feldman collects comic books takes his dog to work, you know? Um, so he's very much like, uh, still, still a big kid. Well, it's also reflective of who he is in like real life too. Like it's weird in hatchet three to see him, uh, cussing and just going all out. Cause that's like, Whoa. Cause even, you know, we got to meet him at one of the conventions and he's very much, uh, like, uh, his character, uh, in the movie. He's very, very nice, very sweet guy has a, a uh, gizmo plush that he brings with him. So you have a cool little photo op that you can take right there at his table. A uh, super nice guy and fun to talk to. No, nothing ever bad to say about, uh, about that gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever got to meet him? Snarls? No, I have not actually. He was supposed to be at uh, Comic-Con this year, not Comic-Con, Crypticon mm. and didn't work out. I was pretty excited to meet him. Yeah. He's uh he's fantastic. Um, I felt bad because his handler, which I, I want to say was maybe his, either his wife or a girlfriend. Um, when I met him, <clears throat> I had him sign my copy of hatchet three. And, and so I was kind of just gushing about hatchet three. And I was like, dude, it sucks so bad when you die in this movie. And he kind of looked at the girl with him and he was like, well, you don't need to watch this now. So I totally <laughs> fucking ruined the movie for her. And I was like, my bad. Uh, but you never know. Maybe you'll come back in the next one. You know, like, oops. Uh, but yeah, he was super nice. <laughs> you ruined you ruined his relationship. Like they definitely had a fight later that night. Being like, you died in the movie and you didn't fucking tell me. I had to hear from some fucking convention goer, <laughs> some fucking idiot who paid twenty bucks to get your autograph. What if that's how he got her? He told her he was the hero. I, I killed Victor Crowley in this movie. I'm a total badass. Uh, he pulled. I, a, right, I wrote I Survivor. <laughs> yeah, he pulled a Perry Shin. Yeah. <laughs> so tying that back to Gremlins, though. That was kind of tweaked at the end where Gizmo's the hero because there was a scene they filmed where Gizmo pulls one shade and then Billy pulls the other and they like in tandem like kill Stripe. Mm. But yeah, then they they wrote it so Gizmo could be the hero. Yeah, and that's a smart thing because if you go back to 84, uh, you know, obviously that was the year I was born, but I remember, uh, you know, being like five, six years old and, um, my cousins having like gremlins posters and them having like gremlins plushies and mm-hmm. the gremlins like, or the gizmo, like with the suction cups, yep. like in their cars and stuff like that. Like oh, yeah. everybody had gizmo like memorabilia. And so much so that I had a cousin that they had a, they had a little dog uh, and they named it gizmo. But like it was, it's such a big thing in pop culture that I had if those they records, those records that they read the book to you, I had a couple of those. What? Yeah, like little gremlin picture books, and you put a little record on, and it would tell you the story on the record. Oh, yeah, they tell you when to turn the page? Yeah. Yep. That's excellent. Wish I still had them. But uh, yeah, from like a marketing standpoint, you know, for what's a horror movie, mm-hmm. that's really the first time that something... Because, you know, at the time, Friday the 13th stuff wasn't really big yet. You know, the Freddy Glove and stuff wasn't really out there as a... Right. Yeah, because that's 84, so that's the yeah. first Kruger movie, so he wasn't like a, a pop culture icon. Yeah, Gizmo was it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, almost as big as Garfield. Before that, you know, Garfield was the thing for, like, plushies and window clings and all that. And then, yeah, Gizmo was... I I bet if you look back, Remix can probably find the details, but I bet that was, like, the top-selling toy line of the year. Oh, yeah. Um, the Tickle Me Omo of its day was the suction cup gizmo. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, because it's it's a brilliant uh, marketing scheme because he's he's so lovable, you know. Um, and Speaking that's why of nostalgia. What do you got? Nostalgia bits though. How do you? How, what's your thoughts and uh, feelings about that? That fucking. I love the old vibes of that mall where you have a wall of screen televisions, and it's a place where you can buy sporting goods equipment. Uh, something that shoots arrows, chainsaws, and pistols. <laughs> Barbie cars. Yeah, that's yeah, goes... And toys. Yeah. yeah it's dude, a that... Sears catalog of 1989 in a whole full-fledged store. Dude, that goes back to the whole uh, Dawn of the Dead thing, you know? Uh, a simpler time with, with the world where you walk into a a store or a, you know, a shopping mall, whatever. And you're able to buy firearms. You're buy, you can buy a car, a fucking chainsaw, and you can go get your Barbie dolls or whatever. Like it's all right there. It's fucking 1980s Amazon, man. You walk into a store and you can leave with a chainsaw and a, and a Barbie convertible. That's straight up 1980s Amazon. And four rims for your fucking Pinto. The best selling (laughs) toys from 83 to 85 were Transformers, Cabbage Patch dolls, and G.I. Joe. Mm. Fuck a Cabbage Patch. Gizmo whoop its ass. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I was a Garbage Pail Kids is where it's at. Yeah. Garbage Pail Kids are dope. Um But yeah, well I would imagine I would I would probably put my eggs in the basket of when Gremlins two came out, that that's when you know, I mean, because we had Gremlins two trading cards. By that time too, we had, you know, Gremlins one and two Nintendo games. Um yeah, it was just it was Gremlins mania. You had you know just like you have Ninja Turtle bed sheets and and curtains. They had Gremlins Gizmo stuff yeah. all like everywhere. They used to have a small uh, stripe Gremlin that was about you know five six inches tall, solid rubber like you could where you could almost move his arms, but they would just slowly bend back to where they used to be. Mm-hmm. Wish I still had that too. That's a that'd be a collector's item today. Yeah, because they got like the, the like almost like a paperclip metal inside the rubber. Yep. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But it's it's such a thick rubber. It's like, yeah, you can pose yarns, but it's only going to be posed for as long as you're holding it up because it's going to immediately go back down to his side. Right. So now that we've talked about the movie for, you know, 30 plus minutes, we'll get into our final thoughts before we get into our other two segments. So we'll start it off with, with Snarl since he's the guest of the day. Final thoughts on Gremlins, my um, One of my favorites growing up, you know, we kind of touched on it's a the perfect, if you like horror, I guess, the perfect Christmas movie. It's a horror movie. For most cases, it's a family film. It just crosses a whole bunch of marks. Um, a lot of fun. The effects were amazing. We didn't talk about it too much. Um, when they show a Gizmo's face up close and some of the other Mogwai before they turn, the textures and slime, he's this wet, you know, amazing special effects. Uh, they didn't talk a whole lot about the backstory, which is kind of cool, but now I think it's Netflix. They're doing an animated prequel. So they'll go back to when Mr. Wing gets the Mogwai and then the story, I think between then and then the first gremlins. So pretty stoked on that. Nice. Yeah. I had no idea that was even a thing. Um, <clears throat> yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, We'll we'll get better at <laughs> staying on task when it comes to these no, movies. We, but we, we will we will always be at. We've had years of trying to practice this, and it's not gotten any better. It's just it's just how the formula works. We're, I am we're, super kind of excited to see like young Mister Wing. Like I feel like that was his, used to be like his hobby or his profession as this professional Mogwai and Gremlin trapper. That's his background. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to wonder too, like where he's from, if, if they're like, you know, like tremors, you know, where he definitely, I think ha- has eaten gremlins. In <laughs> I can picture him having a couple of gremlins, you know, like rotating over an open fire on like a spit or whatever the fuck they call yeah. those things. Yeah. Talking about yep. eating gremlins again. I feel like a mogwai would taste different than a transformed gremlin. <laughs> so do you think he turned from I do on as purpose? Well. He's like, man, I can't eat the they furry when so they're cute. much better when I'm going to make evil. him evil so I can cook him. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't can't kill it too young. You got to wait for it to mature. <laughs> it's like veal. Like they got fucking t- <laughs> Oh, no. I feel like you could eat a gremlin raw, but definitely could not eat a fucking mogwai raw. <laughs> <laughs> you give, yeah. It's like eating chicken. It's like eating raw chicken. Um, like, that'll kill you. That'll give definitely give you food poisoning. Let let me hit remix with the final thoughts on Gremlin since he hasn't watched it in twenty fucking years. 
I watched the Everything Wrong With back when that came out, so I think I've got it all in my brain piece. <laughs> Plug for Cinema Sins. This is this used to be one of my go-to Christmas movies. We used to watch it all the time, but it's just been a very long time since I've actually seen it. I still remember almost the entire movie vividly, mm-hmm. but I do want to see an R-rated version of this movie. I feel like those gremlins are so fucking cool. They could be like a super popular Kreitz type deal where it's like 20 years later, we get a reboot of the franchise because it's just this killer alien mogwai type deal that you don't see anymore. Uh, dude, they've teased another gremlins movie for like the past decade. I don't want a children's. Have you seen the fan film movie. though? Uh, I, th- I think I saw like a fan trailer. Recall. It's... Is that like gremlins yeah, recall? That's the one. It's amazing. It's incredibly well done. I, I, I just want to see a. I just want to see a gremlin yell "fuck." <laughs> <laughs> I got frustrated. Fuck. <laughs> I can't do the voice, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, uh, that was another thing. Hire Michael Winslow to do it all again, too. Yes, please God, because he needs work, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, can you go on and just a just a just a curse filled rant about something, and we'll put that in as one of the gremlins. Has Michael Winslow ever cussed in anything? Does he cuss in police? Academy? I've watched one no, of his comedy no. specials, and I don't think he does. So no, I would really wholesome. love to super. Wholesome. Yeah, I'd love to push those buttons on him and be like, "No, you you want to be famous again, don't you?" Like, <laughs> I want a jerky boys gremlins phone call. <laughs> you gotta cuss, man. You gotta do it. Oh, that you would... will call this. You will call Mister Peltzer a sizzle chest. <laughs> Uh, all while pretending to bounce uh, a tennis ball <laughs> or whatever the fuck. Is. <laughs> yeah, so that's the first gag that or the effect that popped in my head when you mentioned Winslow. That's what I think of him doing stand up and just doing tennis balls. Yeah, always. Like, yeah. that's his thing. Like, I'm playing tennis <laughs> or whatever the fuck. I can't yeah. do the noises, but yeah. And he does the same noise in space balls. That's yeah. like his radar noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really kind of only got a handful of noises but he fucking stretched that for like a 30-year career which is amazing he's got a few other ones like i used to have a michael winslow like comedy special on tape and he did a pretty all right job of maintaining doing a full hour of different uh things like including doing a gremlins crank call to like a hotel receptionist and like mocking like people with excessively loud car engines when you only step on the gas pedals sounded just like that (laughs) <laughs> just just like that I can hear it in my head when I'm thinking I was like yeah that was good I wish I still had that tape somewhere on hand Let's. Uh, how much would it cost for us to get Michael Winslow on the podcast remix that's what we need to know why is he uh, not on cameo that's what that's the better question he might why be. is Michael Winslow not on cameo he is a prime cameo candidate I got a Travis Scott meal for him that's the deal breaker is it what is this deal with the Travis Scott meal? I see a bunch of YouTubers like eating the Travis Scott meal. Yeah. Uh, somehow McDonald's ponied up with Travis Scott for some reason. Who is Travis Scott? I a am not a terrible... person who's in the know. Okay. So, you know, you and I are big <laughs> hip hop heads. We go way back. We love hip hop. It's not that. <laughs> it's not hip hop? Okay. No, he he claims hip hop. It's it's not. Now I'm dating myself. I'm this old head that's like, that's not hip hop. Yeah. yeah. I Listen don't... up, youngsters. But yeah, no, he's a garbage musician. I think he dated a Kardashian, maybe. So he's famous for that too. And so, what is his meal? It's like a it's a cheeseburger. It's, like, what's the deal? So the the gimmick with it is you get barbecue sauce to dip your fries in. Is the only thing I can really like differentiate. I do that all the time. Or maybe they put bacon on it. It's I a think. deluxe quarter pounder minus the tomato plus bacon and shredded lettuce instead of leaf lettuce. And you have to get a sprite with extra ice. What's why is that? I, see, I don't know. I'm going to go to Burger King so I can have it my That's way. That's a genius. Like, I don't know who that guy was either. That's a genius marketing idea. Just hit up random different celebrities. Be like, what's your ideal food-like combination from this place? And make it like, who the hell wouldn't want to eat, you know, like the ice cube value meal? So, <laughs> dude, he has merch. He has like a full merch line co-branded with McDonald's. And it's sold out. So they're making bank on this deal. I don't, I don't understand the world. Um if you guys well, want. We had that back in the day. We had that with uh, Shaquille O'Neal. He had the Shaq pack from Burger King. Yeah. But he was but he's fucking Shaq. He's not some fucking goober. If you guys want the rotten Roger DeMarco McDonald's meal, it's just a number three. Deluxe. De- or yeah, number is that a number two? 
That's a number what two. What is a number three? A number three. You take a number two. A number three is the double. <laughs> yeah. After McDonald's, you will. Uh, not the double quarter pounder, the regular quarter pounder with cheese, but you get the deluxe quarter pounder with cheese because that used to be called a big and tasty, and that's fucking delicious. Add Mac sauce. No, fuck Mac sauce. No, you want to get the fucking remix meal. You, <laughs> you can't anymore, but you get a McChicken, uh, sub bun, add Mac sauce, add uh, slivered onions. Okay, so. Before it was called the remix meal, that was like white girl stuff. All the girls that worked for me at US Cellular, they're like, oh, you got to put Mac sauce on the McChicken. I'm like, I don't got to do shit. <laughs> you got to add like everything. You change the bun to something steamed. Do, do they charge you like more than a dollar? Nope. Or is it still a buck? It's the exact same price because all, it's all substitution. Well, shit, I want adding a chicken, but I want meat on it, like beef and bacon. <laughs> you can do that. It just cost you an extra dollar. Right. I, don't, I want to pay a buck. Yep. Oh, Jesus Christ, we got super <laughs> sidetracked. So gremlins. Isn't, yeah. Like, isn't, like, Mac sauce, isn't it just Thousand Island dressing with, like, lettuce shavings in it? <laughs> yeah, it's gross. Might as well be. It's disgusting. Um, I don't mind it. I really don't mind it. We tried to, we've made our own at home for burgers on occasion for burger nights. They're, they're fine, but it's, like, Mac sauce. Like, Thousand and Island dressing paste. with... Wow, fuck, <laughs> fuck anchovy paste. No, I, I changed my vote. I think a ground-up gremlin tastes like Mac sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Um, well, I, yeah, my final thoughts are I just – I love this movie. I don't want to I don't want to take up a whole bunch of time, but I, I enjoy this movie. It's a, it's a movie that gets watched frequently in my house. Actually, oddly enough, without my kids, I tend to enjoy it myself alone uh, because it scares the shit out of my son apparently, and I, I don't think my daughter – gives two shits about this movie but um (laughs) i love it so with that being said i think it's time to take a look at some amazon one star reviews hated it absolutely uh uh much much like last uh the last uh, live stream we did, uh, this is another almost five star rated movie, so it's it was kinda difficult. I did turn through every single one star and found a super small handful of them, which fits appropriately for uh the uh condensed version we have on the podcast. But our first one up here is from Momo three. Momo. Momo on November twenty third, twenty fifteen. Hey, one star. Too dark for kids. Yuck. <laughs> yuck. Was the yuck capitalized? Yes. All right. Yeah. So he means business. That's his reaction to eating a gremlin. Mm, yuck. <laughs> then our Max sauce taste from, uh, out of here. Our next one up is Zimplant. On December 2nd, 2015. One star. Too creepy for me. <laughs> Wussy. They're all children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the next up, we have Curtis Amundsen on January 15th, 2017. One star. For being a comedy, this wasn't even funny. <laughs> wow. I'd say the second won't one's be, definitely a comedy. Won't be watching this again. <laughs> oh, some people, man. They just... <laughs> I, I, I just... I don't understand some of these people. Go to Amazon and, just to complain. Yeah. Well, and and the puzzler, the the one that I decided, well, this I think has to be the coup de gras of the one stars. This is from DeWall eight one nine. All right. On October eighth, twenty sixteen. One star. Apologize in advance. This is all in caps. Uh-oh. Gifted and they love it. <laughs> Gifted and they love it. <laughs> Gifted and they love it. Give it to my Christmas. (laughs) Grandpa forgot to turn the caps off. Oh, man. That's awesome. Got four stars, too. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Well, now that we're done with the Amazon one-star reviews, I think, uh, does that mean it's time to play the game, Evil? It's time to play the game. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. All about the game, and you play it. Oh, I tore my quad, and I can't take it. <laughs> Vince McMahon reference, deep cut. <laughs> Before you get started on the official game, no bullshit. Uh, I showed Remix 
you know, an hour ago, a Lemmy meme, and Remix didn't know who Motorhead was. What? I can totally understand that. Well, he's a young, he's a young one. But I went, you're messing with me. And for a good, like, two minutes, I thought he was fucking serious. But he knows who they are. Yeah, no, I know who fucking Motorhead is. (laughs) I was, I was, like... I, I'm I pretty don't know sure what I've to got a say. Mic, to, I can't even look at you right record. now. Then what you need to do in order to understand what I'm going to be referencing when I mock him every week doing that intro for this bit is go to it. If you can find a clip of WrestleMania 17, they play Triple H to the ring. And if you've heard Triple H's theme song, you kind of you, you know how it goes. Listen to Lemmy try to fucking sing it, and I don't think he has any clue what the fucking words are. <laughs> he's super high or drunk and just he making is, shit up. He's singing it to the beat and, like, how the words would frenetically kind of flow, but they're not the fucking words to the song. Oh, <laughs> uh, It's comedy gold, so that's why every time you mock it, it kills me. Um but uh, you want to let the? Maybe. I suppose, man, we've been doing this podcast now officially for what six months. By the I don't time think this, it's been six months. What well, sure six months by like the time it. this goes live? I don't think so. <laughs> Who knows? Either way, three months, six months. So everybody knows how the fucking game is played. Let's kick the game off with Snarls, since he's our guest. What prop would you take home from this movie? Man, that's a good one. I give you no time. <laughs> I just put you right on the spot. Yeah, no. Let's just jump Maybe right you should. in. Maybe you should segue to Remix since he apparently has his prop ready, and I've been waiting the entire hour to know what the hell he knows <laughs> from 20 years ago to, that he wants to take. You want me to come back? We'll do Snarls last. We'll All give right, Snarls some go. time to think. Remix, your canned prop response, please, sir. Just about everything in that fucking mystic shop is totally worth taking. There's that awesome fucking gi kimono type thing behind Mr. Wing. There's that stupid fucking toothbrush thing that the guy brings with him i mean that would be a fucking great prop i want those stupid wall hangers that fucking fall off the wall uh so are you are you wanting the the swords you want one of the swords yeah that's pretty good you want both (laughs) of the swords i mean they're it's a set package they bought them together I like his first response. Like, I want the entire Asian gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just give There's it like all. fucking lizards hanging from the ceiling by their torso. That's some Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 shit. Yeah. The Just gas station. Stuff in a gas station out in Texas. That's a whole different vibe you're getting. <laughs> like, everything in this movie is worth fucking taking. The dartboard. Like, if we were going something that's not actually in the movie, the scene where one of the gremlins pulls the wires out of the wall, I want that animatronic arm. Mm. Like, if I could actually have something from the set, that would be awesome. Mine's nowhere near as cool. What do you got, Evil? (laughs) I was actually torn between two items. Uh, The thing I I would like to get and the thing I would probably have given the choice I would probably rather take. The thing that I'd love to take is the the, uh, tray that the mom uses as a shield Mm. in fighting off the gremlins. But what I would probably end up taking if I had the option to... And I would, as I would take the uh, painting of the town at night that they use at at the end, where you see uh, Mister Wing walking off carrying the gremlin in the package. Like clearly, he's walking into a painting. But I was like, that just that's the movie for me. Oh, it's that all matte kind painting. Of, yeah, that matte painting is all kind of encompassed in that matte painting, and I would love to have that on the wall. But like that's the what they use for the end shot, where you might just have a gremlin in your house, and we would just totally shoot a bunch of shit walking <laughs> by that <laughs> all the time like why is it always snowing in brower illinois don't you fucking worry about it <laughs> global fucking warming sir yeah. uh my prop is nowhere near as cool as either of yours um i, I went with something that was a-, a weird deep cut that i suppose could come from anywhere really um and mine is billy's keyboard that he's oh. he's playing I was going to pick that. And having Gizmo sing. Um, I I like that because of that scene. And, uh, you know, I just, I think, I think that would be a really neat thing because it's this old 1984 keyboard. And if someone were to ask, why do you have this old piece of shit keyboard? You'd be like, it's the one from Gremlins. Like, that's super rad. Like a really weird deep cut that fits kind of the store aesthetic because it could be in here in the case. And, um. You know? I thought for sure you were gonna go with when how you're leading up to. That. I thought you're for sure you're gonna go with the uh, 
paint cup that he has the wet the water the uh, water and they you know cleans his dish, his uh, brushes with that tips over and gets mm. gizmo wet. I thought for it sure was, that's what you're going with there for a hot second. It's just water. <laughs> Painted water. What if you paint a mogwai with acrylic paint? Will it reproduce? It just turns into plastic. <laughs> <laughs> it kills it and turns it into plastic. I, I don't know. Yeah, There's what's so glue many... do to a gremlin? <laughs> what does gak do to a gremlin? <laughs> yeah, because is there... There's water in gag, Ooh, right? Spray it down with WD-40. Water displacement 40? Water displacement. <laughs> It'll oh, never reproduce. Oh, that's brilliant. Just Vaseline it up. <laughs> wow. For other reasons. No, I'm just... Remix gross. just created the ultimate character that needs to be in the next Gremlins movie. The, the survivalist, the Burt Gummer of Gremlins is Remix <laughs> right there. Like, yeah, I get cases of WD-40. Just drown him in that shit. Oh, for some reason, I thought you were going to back to the Key and Peele skit. And it would be like... Uh, a WD-40 gremlin? You're talking about a gremlin that's made completely out of WD-40? That is in the movie. WD-40 armor. <laughs> he just gets a he just gets a job at a mechanic shop just greasing shit. <laughs> just diving in between the engine and all the fucking... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Weird. What all does right. Maxos do to a gremlin? <laughs> make it real mad. Yeah, make it lean. Windex gremlin. Know. Uh, all right, Snarls. The, all right. It's on you. I stole your prop. No, you stole keyboard. it, so now i got to regroup here. <clears throat> I took the Liquid keyboard. Liquid plumber gremlin. He just goes through your pipes, cleans your shitters out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the keyboard scene because he's like pitch perfect. You mm-hmm. know, his little like vocalizations he does are pretty awesome. Um, Insert those here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, I'm going to go real big then. I'm going to snatch up that uh, Rockin' Ricky Rialto billboard. I'm going to oh. put that shit in my yard. <laughs> Dude, oh, gosh. That's, that's fire. Good. They had a cool, like, Indiana Jones, like, rockin' Ricky Rialto. You two motherfuckers got the best props. The fucking matte painting and the billboard. That's awesome. <laughs> now I feel like a little bitch with my punk-ass keyboard. <laughs> we can swap. I like the keyboard. I was going to pick that. I love I'll that trade keyboard for the billboard. <laughs> so that, that keyboard, man, if it wasn't for that, then you ever seen Hustle and Flow? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the keyboard, man. That's my mode. <laughs> yeah. Fucking with my mode. Yep. Fuck Whoop with me, DJ. Trick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sight gag. Yep. <laughs> only only for the Patreons. Just right. kidding. They can't see that either. Um, but on side that note, note though, that sh- side note though, that should be like the uh, logo or the uh, thumbnail for either in the uh, Discord BTS or for this podcast is just Snarls rocking his uh, Gremlins hat that he came in with today. <laughs> Another sight gag. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we yes. will put that in the Discord for sure. I love that. <laughs> I just, I barely saw that on camera when he came in. I was like, that's fucking cool. I got one of those too. He hooked me up. Yeah, I had a couple of them. I gave one to Roger. I didn't, I'm not rocking it today, but uh, I do have one. Um, But on that note, we've covered gremlins. We uh, (laughs) very loosely covered gremlins. (laughs) Did we cover gremlins? We talked, I mean, we we brought it up a couple times. We uncovered gremlins. That's right. I'm really surprised. I definitely don't think there's any other podcast out there that's going to discuss what gremlins taste like or what they're. uh, (laughs) pubic region looks like <laughs> you're only going to hear that here That's on the right. deep cut podcast you know hard-hitting journalistic approach to uh discussing these films and we're we broadcast journalists into... so we can say and do whatever we want and uh remix we will get into gremlins too and the next time that we are going to talk about gremlins too we'll bring snarls back because we've got a lot of gremlins uh Stuff that we have yet to discuss. You hear that? You're scheduled on next year. Next yeah. year. Bum, so, bum, bum. Hulk Hogan. We got to talk about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we do. <laughs> Grimsters cannot stand up to the Hulkster. 